Hello and welcome everyone to Bubblecast episode number four. This is TSS Killer speaking. We have a pretty good show for you today. We have AG 158, 159, and a little bit of Ranger uh, details that we have here that we actually have the release date for it, but more on that later. Um, our cast today includes Archaic, of course, everybody knows. No introduction needed. Bulbagarden Webmaster, yada yada yada. Hey everyone. Yeah, Pi, BMG mod. Hello. Hey, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> little distracted, little tired. Stop eating pie. <laughs> and we have PPN Steve, who of course owns Hulkon Palace Network and all that jazz. So let's begin. If you can't we? tell, yes, we are all fairly tired today. Yep. Yeah, it's been too. a down day and a down week in general because of last week and what. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, we're going to start off first with 158, which of course is the Battle 2 episode of Zombie. Mm. Oh, yes. And Not much interest for the battling fans, but all the shippers went crazy. <laughs> yeah, the episode itself was pretty bland, not an interesting battle, not the, inter the even the animation was bad. It was the yeah, only thing of interest was the ship. <laughs> they even they did they hardly use CGI in an episode anyway. They don't they didn't go they didn't go with the big guns in terms of graphics. True. They, I don't think they had the, the good animation team either. There were some times where it was just you just I was looking at the artwork and I was just like This isn't done by the good team, is it? <laughs> like with Haruka right at the start. Yeah. Hmm. Agree with that. And also I mean, uh, the the masquerading the only the only hilarious episode the, the only hilarious part of the episode of course is the Sonansu dressed like uh, a mob boss whatever you want to call that or a, or a Japanese businessman that's probably the only only thing of value besides the shipping obviously of that yeah. episode because none because none of it it was quite boring even the battle was boring everybody will agree with me on this yeah mm. it wasn't that terribly exciting except a couple of volt tackles that uh Look like they were uh, manufactured more than a real attack. Actually, a lot of those ma attacks were manufactured, uh, in my opinion. I mean, you had the volt tackle that came off of a, a spinning into the whirlwind, and you have the the iron tail into the water. It wasn't yeah. iron tail. It was poison tail. I, I thought no. I thought it was iron tail. Whatever. It was poison tail. But like I said, it it was it had no creativity in terms of battling or other or other uh, matters besides the shipping and of course the shipping the shippers went crazy oh yes as far as the ship goes it's rather interesting I mean Brock ships are a dime it doesn't really but mm. this is the first girl who hasn't been like a character of the day someone we'd never expect to turn up again but like at, well okay not a gym leader but the well, equivalent just level. because we expect the, expect somewhat characters like Ghibli to turn up again, don't mean doesn't mean they always do. As I might remind, well, Battle Frontier, yes. almost every opportunity where they've had to bring back an old character and they never did. And but let's let's well, not bring up bad yeah. feelings about that. <laughs> well, no, that see they haven't brought back old unimportant characters for the most they part. Have they brought back any gym leaders though? Uh they did doing during Jotor, didn't they? It, well, yeah, we're talking about. I mean, not Johto. We're talking about BF, not Johto. Johto, they loved bringing back. Uh, old not Johto, not Johto. Uh, Advance. Ah. Didn't they had 
some ad advanced gym leaders reoccur? Mm. Didn't they appear several only, times? Only, only, only for uh, rematches. I only thought. for rematches. Yeah. They're really not doing the bring back old Sammy. characters thing very much. Yeah. So unless uh, unless a girl joins the party, the chances of her coming back, unless the 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 writers want to sink the ship, are slim to none. Hmm. I suppose. Why the heck did they put it in in the first place? I mean, that was unnecessary character development. The whole episode could have happened without it. Because the episode would have been really boring otherwise. Mm. It w yeah. whether or not it becomes a canon a canon ship, it's really it's cute for one episode. It's something. Yeah. It's more interesting than oh hey here's Lucy, here's Ash beating Lucy, here's them leaving. It's the only point of interest in the episode, and therefore it's makes sense that they would would come up with it. It's just their little plot thing for the day. It, do yeah, it doesn't so many seem to me like they're planning to go that really that far with it. They're just. It was just a good. It was just a good plot, and it is a very cute ship for one episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but still, but still, the plot had no so depth. They, hey, the plot had no depth to it, really. Besides that, besides that one simple fact, it had no depth at all. Yeah. So many gym episodes, though, have had no depth to them. They've just been Ash goes in, has the battle, maybe loses, maybe come and comes back for a rematch, or maybe does it in one, and that's it. Well, they've been trying to make it a little more interesting this time, if you haven't noticed. I mean, with the whole... No, I haven't! First episode, Articuno. Why did they give him an Articuno? Because it was int more interesting than having him just fight. Um, because the... it was in his Battle Frontier team? What? Wasn't that in his Battle Frontier team? I believe in so. the games? I don't know. But I they haven't had anyone the, else have an, uh, a legendary yeah. Pokémon. And, um... What else? Um... Greta, they had the whole thing with the uh, dojo, so they didn't really have that. That one was a little duller than usual. Um, what's the name of the other one? Heath. Heath. Um, Heath is interesting enough in his own. I don't. They and the whole um, crowd aspect kind of spiced it up a lot, and it was a more interesting battle than we usually get, just because of the whole. It's the I entertainment don't know. factor. Yeah. I mean. Because he's an entertainer. Yeah. Really. Without without this whole ship, what would it have been? The would've only been kill would have been Lucy. Without this ship, they could have spent the time they spent on the ship making the battle more exciting. Mm-hmm. They could have Why had a 17-minute battle instead of a 11. Why did they choose to to even put that ship in instead of develop the battle a little more? Why did they choose to do it with Wilhelmina in that one episode? Even if that one was just a filler, the, the focus of that one would have otherwise been Misty helping out the Meryl and wanting to get a Meryl herself. That's a throwaway character of the day, though. That, that's very different to doing this with a gym leader, like a frontier brain with an established personality and backstory from the games, even if it's not much of one. Why did they actually go out and do this? When they could have easily just extended the battle and not had to use any creativity whatsoever. It was the plot they wanted to do. I mean, why did they want to do it? There's a there's so many ways that you can go with the with any one of these plots if you look at it. I mean, I really don't see what what about this is supposed to be huge groundbreaking character development. Yes, it is a very new plot, but it's at the same time, I don't see it having a I'm major impact it, on the series. 
I'm not saying it's groundbreaking character development, though. Uh, I did notice that there didn't really seem to be. He didn't really seem to go after Joy in the most recent episode to the extent that he has before, which was a little interesting. Mm. But, um. I did see it as unnecessary character development for the Frontier Brain. I mean, it wasn't necessary, so why did they do it? They must have had a reason. And it seems to me that just, oh, we're bored, let's throw this in instead of making an, an exciting battle seems a little... It doesn't really seem to answer the question. I think it could be an open door to uh, Takshi leaving well, the series. Yeah, whether they'll use the door is a good question. Mm. Probably not. They don't tend to use these doors a lot. Yeah, but when they have... They have. They have real. They have. Uh, they have hinted them in the last few times. I mean, uh, mm. take for example. I mean, he. Let me see. Take for example, episode eighty-four, which of course is disastrous flight. Well, it's not like he hasn't left before. He's been with the group for a bunch of seasons now. He wasn't really totally cliched at the end of Indigo. After he came back. He was all cliched, and he's gotten worse since then. Let's be honest here. Yeah, uh, he definitely. If you had a stopwatch, you could basically predict every action of his throughout an episode. In fact, it's kind of been like that the whole series, though. At the very, the very, very beginning of Pokemon, um, Brock wasn't half this bad. And then no, as time wasn't. went on, he got rejected more, suffered more heartbreak. Yeah. Fell in love with more women, he got, and he just yeah he it, got progressively worse. But now and he now doesn't we're at the even point get where... worse. Yeah, there's no fluctuation anymore. It, it's all just always there, always yeah. going crazy. It's only in the last two episodes that he's had any fluctuation there whatsoever. Yeah. So in, in any case, we 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 can't really make a judgment there until they actually show us a few more reps and we can see how yeah. his personality the last episode, changes or doesn't. Yeah. We have to get a the last episode, he did seem a little light for reacting to Joy, but I think that was because they seemed to really be focusing on the whole orienteering plot. I mean, mm. they're, yeah. they seemed, they had him doing the heart eyes and being in the background, but then all of a sudden, oh, hey, look, here's the orienteering. And then he did go nuts for Joy later, and then Bonsai kind of knocked him out a la Team Rocket. Um. <laughs> Which will be interesting if because of what Bonsley's doing he slowly stops. Yeah, that being I think is I, I, that I think is is affecting Brock more than anything else because instead mm -hmm. of the ear pulling we have a little Bonsley beating the snot out of him every time. Which is another important point. That is the first time in how long now that he hasn't been pulled by the year at all during an episode. Maybe they're actually catching on that we're getting sick and tired of the ear-pulling gag. It only took, it only took him about, uh, what, 200 episodes to find that out? Bonsai yeah. is gonna be jealous, that's all. I actually mm. like this gag more, maybe because it's fresh and new, or maybe because Bonsai's way up there on my list of favorite Pokemon, but I like it. <laughs> it's better it's than the ear-pulling. I mean, I kinda had to rewind and go, what? <laughs> when I saw it, but, you know. Mm. In case, perhaps we should get back to AG 158 before we yeah, go on about 159 stuff. Yeah, so... Is there, in, there in anything nutshell, more to say about 158? In a nutshell, dull boring, except for the shippers. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh... They the episode they was made, they so... Made the, they should have made the battle more longer. If... If... Zami's hot, watch it for that. 
if Lucy didn't have her um, squinty eye fetish, then there would have been nothing worth noting about this episode because just by the way that they did the battle. Except if she didn't have uh, the eye fetish, yeah. it probably would be that she they would would have focused on the battle more. As it stands, on that topic, on that topic, I don't think it's just the squinty eye fetish that she's got for Brock. Are she you was sure? Reacting, she was reacting to the things he was calling across the arena when she couldn't even really see him. Well, yeah, but she. I'm, she I'm, was blushing I'm, to his words. I know that well. I know that that she that they probably yeah. made it so she developed something of a crush on him. However, I do think that one of the main basis of this crush is probably just the fact that he has squinty eyes, and as they showed, they had no problem showing us she's got a fetish. <laughs> It's yeah, a little know, disturbing, we don't know actually. That for sure, though. It's more of a. Uh... How many Pokemon did she have that all had squinty eyes? I mean, the the question is, I mean, the first thing Brock said to her, the the very first thing he said was, "I've fallen in love with you at first sight." It would be interesting to know if that was them having a gag, or not. If that was intentional and to have a bit of a joke at the whole eye thing, then maybe that was the basis. But yeah, to me, it, sounds, it, sounds it seemed like, like she was re responding to his words as well as his eyes. You can't have a crush without attraction, both physically and to their yeah. personality. I mean, true. I true, think we've true. definitely got the physical, but mm. I think there's also evidence to suggest we've got the personality. I as think. Well. I think. I do think that the whole thing about it being one big pun, though, is quite possible. Just possible, yeah. because it. Because I thought that maybe th that this was just that that it was just supposed to be one sort of gag. Like people are like, "Oh my God, is she actually falling for him? Is she actually falling for him?" Oh wait, she really likes squinty eyes. Okay, yeah. now that makes sense. Yeah, but, but yet again, how but many I did, times, and that was before I knew about the line puns. being translated to about sight. I mean, we all know how much these guys love puns, so it would not surprise me if they built up an entire ship just for one big pun. <laughs> They've done that several mm. times before, so I'm not surprised. And then I had Azami's whole pun on friend, which I can't even begin to translate. In any case... I think we should have our first call in right now. Yep. I got no problem with that. Okay. We are going to bring in... Pokemon Trainer Lisa. For, her, for the first call in of Bulbacast episode number four. Well, welcome to Bulbacast, Pokemon Trainer Lisa. Oh, hi. Well, any in any case, um, what would your question be this week? I um, prefer the dub version. Yeah, that's going to be a little problem in today's cast. We're not really touching on the dubs what yet. What, what episode was the dub today? I, I never get to see it because I don't have WB. Uh, let it, it snow, was. let it snow, let it snow right. Oh, right yeah, snow right. AG 109 for the Japanese. Have I seen the wrong catch. Yuki Warashi. Oh man, that was such a good episode. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, the, to key on back, 50 episodes ago when I actually did see it, which was 50 weeks, no, probably more than a year ago. So yeah, about a year ago. <laughs> yeah, just about a year ago because they have the special and whatnot, they skip weeks. In any case, the whole, the whole point of the episode was... Uh, pretty funny in my opinion. I actually did make a, a few pictures where uh, Yukiwarashi was uh, was freezing uh, Satoshi. Just making uh, making fun out of the whole situation in terms of uh, the whole giving of the apple and freezing his hat and freezing him. 
I actually remember I actually remember making a picture out of it. I said, uh, it says, oh, too bad, but I do have some good news. At least he saved money on his car insurance by switching to Geico. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it was one of the most more memorable, memorable fillers from the PSM, Pokemon uh, Symphon uh, Symphonic Melody uh, era, as it were. Mm. Yeah, I actually like any episode where Ash um, loses his badges somehow because it's just, it's just always funny. Mm-hmm. Because he, he took a badge case and then he ran into the middle of a middle of a mountain, <laughs> stole it, gave him an apple, froze <laughs> froze his, froze him, and then just ran away. I wonder how he got out of that ice so quickly. How do they always get out of ice and such so quickly? How do they dry off so quickly? They they must be very very waterproof because every time. Or they're warm. Are they real? Are they hot blooded? Who knows. And it also ranks up there with the mystery of how can they change their clothing with just tearing off their old outfit. Yeah, I love that. It's awesome. Body suits. I don't. I don't like to think that. Um. Well, they obviously the get into cosplay, so why not? Do you remember that Executor episode where, um, at the very start, Ash and Brock tore off their clothes to reveal? those outfits. Yes, episode Somehow I'd like to think that they didn't have that on, under their clothes. <laughs> they wouldn't be doing that then. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of a line from the Fortune Hunters where, um, where James had the Moltres outfit and he, he um, a, um, that Jesse and Meowth were wondering how um, he got that um, um, that outfit. And Where'd he get that outfit? Yeah, I think it came just right out of his closet. That <laughs> was hilarious. Mm. Uh, poking fun at James' questionable masculinity. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is they they, they make him uh, look more of a have a gay personality than he does in and the Japanese version, which I think that they should... Uh, at least Only alleviate it because yeah. uh, he's he's not mas he's very flamboyant, but I don't like to think of him as as gay because he's definitely shown attraction to girls more than boys. Exactly, um, and also he's just had a few bad experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's definitely got a fear of commitment. He is terrified of commitment, and we can blame that all on Jesse Bell. Um, but also, it, it, it seems kind of stereotypical for for them to say that because he cross-dresses with alarming frequency, he's gay. Because actually, most cross I've met quite a few cross-dressers, most of which are straight. In fact, I've cross-dressed, and I'm more, much more attracted to men than women. <laughs> hmm. It could and just be an otaku. <laughs> oh, yes. An otaku. And by the way, otaku means uh, overly obsessive with something. Uh, more so to an anime-related person than anything else, but otakus can come in many shapes and sizes. At any rate, I bet we're all considered otaku here because we're doing a, a podcast on Pokemon. But... <laughs> <laughs> Burn! Wait, I did that to myself. Dang it! <laughs> you opened the door right there. Yeah, I know. Okay, so any other questions or comments that you may like to add about uh, anything? Uh... Yeah, well, I was just gonna um, ask, like, um, what's what are your favorite aspects of the dub, and like, how much would you say is is added to Pokemon, like, such as things like humor and other things. Ooh. The dub, Aside the dub actually the takes it out, in my opinion. Hmm. Mm. And I haven't watched the dub, the dub in. Anyway. I haven't watched the dub in two years. <laughs> well, I, I honestly don't know how it 
is now dice. I watched last um, week's. I would. I w I try to watch the dub whenever possible. It, it gets a little hard for me since Rhode Island has no WB channel, so I have to wait until they're available on the internet. No, oh, that, is, that is so um, sad. <laughs> I know. I know. It makes me want to cry every time I think about it. I didn't even notice it happening because I stopped watching sometime in Johto and then I tried to come back and I'm like, Where's WB? It was right here last time I checked! Anyway, um... They took it from you. They did! They took it right out under my nose! Our, our WB but, station had a couple um technical difficulties where it was just out for the whole whole duration of Pokemon and I hated that because I had to, had to wait until they re-aired it. Mm. Yeah. Good point. Well, anyway, besides my um, problems <laughs> with get actually getting the dub, um, I, as far as pros and cons go, um, pros, and I swear this is not related to the issues that we've been hearing about it lately, What I, one of the things I really like about the dub is actually the voice actors, because, um, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's because we've just heard them for so long, or maybe it's just because, the, because I don't know. I really like I really like the voice actors and I like the voices that they do. And while I'm also very partial to the Japanese voices, I think that um both both the original and the dub have very good suiting voices. And also um, reminds me also that reminds mm -hmm. me of uh, when uh, they play they play that James message backwards and instead uh, Leo Burnett and Four Kids of the Devil. Ever heard that one? <laughs> no, I've not heard no, that. No, I haven't heard that either. That's a, that is actually in episode 130. Um, they I'm actually, they actually, right uh, yeah, you can actually play right now. But um, uh, in that clip, they, he says gibberish when played forwards. When played backwards, he says uh, Leo Burnett and Four Kids are the Devil. Wow. That's fine. Whoa. James says that. I can't play. Yes, he does and say that. And they think that they that they meant to put that in, maybe, or yeah, is possible, is it just yeah. speculation? Because no, it no, did it happen. It did happen. No, we actually have a sound clip on. Uh, we don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it's definitely in there. Thank you, Eric Stewart. Um, it's your typical backwards masking. <laughs> but um, but as far the only thing problems that I really have with the dub are what they take out, which yeah, is they edit the, the, the kit, <laughs> the cutting of scenes of music of painting Back over. Rice balls with sandwiches, and, we the, like, we, and the wine glasses with the uh, the bottoms cut off. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you have, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. They, I feel. Uh, they've been I feel like they're watering it down way too much. We like it the way it is. It's just not as fun when you take. Well, out they have the, the bad. They have the badge case at it. They have the. I think mm. they had a, a major edit in I think AG twenty two, where they actually had a, a whole entire wall changed. Mm. After 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 I do believe at there it. was something. I wonder. I wonder if um all of the of some of the edits like maybe if if they they had to make them because of FCC told them to or something. No, uh, it's four kids doing it's it. Four kids themselves that are dumb. They want to that. dumb it down, so that the four year olds can understand it. Because that's what their target market is, and that's why they have more more stupid puns than anything, and the stupid music. Yeah, now, you, don't you, even you, go to the music. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go there. So why do they have to kill us? The Japanese music. Look at all the fans who are, who are still Pokemon fans. How old are they? 
17, 18, yeah. 19, 20. The ones who are paying yeah. hundreds of dollars to buy these Pokemon cards to make decks. The ones uh, who are well, buying all the games and playing them obsessively. The ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, not exactly sure. All the sure. fans are of yeah. older age. Why are they yeah. still dumbing I'm it down? I'm not sure. A lot, of the, if, a lot of little kids have left the fans. Because it's or, a cartoon. Yeah, I, I, I don't, kids can like cartoons. Well, yes. I don't know. You ever watch Bugs Bunny? I, I love Bugs that Bunny. So I always have my old Bugs yeah, Bunny. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't want to be the to all ages, in my opinion. I, I don't want to yeah, meet the kids the who, be, are, who Cowboy age. Bebop is aimed at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little I'm not, kids who... <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I've seen, I've seen parents <laughs> at video rental stores get their kids a Rotska Doji because they just looked at the cover and went, it's a cartoon, oh, got God. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Now, well, I don't want to know what happened to that kid afterwards, but the perception amongst most average people is simply that cartoons are for kids. They're That's all for kids. True. They might be for family entertainment too, but they're for primarily for kids. We know that's not always true, but that's not oh, yeah. how the average person sees it. And because unfortunately, four kids have this idea. Well, yeah, but you've got to wonder how the hell four kids can still believe that. Because yeah, I'm not that's sure still what they're targeting. I mean, for. I'm I'm not sure if four kids actually knows that there's an older audience out there. <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've wondered that too. Are they doing their market research? Are they doing their market research? Where their their shows are popular, and the little kids on Saturday morning are what makes them their money. Indeed. And that's all they care about. All they care about is making money. They don't care. Uh, they don't how, care about the how, series. Yeah, they don't care they about don't, the fans. I mean, look at what they did with Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Killed it. Yep, they GX'd it right. Cut its head right off. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh you know, GX was it. something that happened in Japan anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but when four mm -hmm. kids got a hold of it, so what did they do when they got a hold of it? <laughs> they really. We want you to finish the sentence. You thought it was the, the Japanese version was sad. Hmm. Four oh, kids yeah. that, uh, version, the dub, was ten times worse. Yeesh. Point made. Okay, I have a Yu-Gi-Oh! website. I went from 4,000 basic kids a day to 2,200 because of when GX came out. Yeesh. We lost Nasty. that many Yu-Gi-Oh! fans that fast. That's really sad. It mm. really is. I mean, one, thing, one thing I've always wondered is how come they've never released any of the Pokemon DVDs on um, widescreen before. They're always full screen. Because uh, they're not actually created in widescreen. They're they're created in four th four. They're created in aspect ratio four three rather than sixteen nine. Just yep. because the fee that they get from Japan, the the the, uh, the video that they get from Japan are in four three. Mm. And also do the fact that um, That's they draw them in too. Yeah, they're they drawing it, so it's very hard to create a, mm -hmm. a 16 by 9 uh, mm. film if it's not if it's not a movie. I know in, in terms of movies, of course, Here it is. Uh, mm. they have widescreen versions. I mean, they could do it, but they wouldn't. Right, because it's oh, going to end up being cropped on 90% of the viewers that that they're trying to get anyway. So mm. why bother? Whereas exactly. a movie, you know, it's going on a wide screen. Well, for Japan, anyways, it'll actually be on a real theater screen. Mm. And DVDs can support wide screen, anyways, because you just letterbox them and they work out fine. Nobody yeah. complains. 
Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think the whole thing with it being targeted at kids will slowly change now that Nintendo's basically taken the reins back. I mean, even if they aren't dubbing the next season, and I have no idea who's got the rights there now, the whole thing's just confusing me no end. Yeah, on a side note, they've, they've dumped Pokemon for dog commercials. What? <laughs> what? Four, huh? four kids dumped Pokemon to make oh, yeah. advertising for dogs. Yeah, they're going to do the oh. uh, AKA uh, promotion now. All the licensing for AKA oh or AKC God. or one of them professional dog sad. organizations. If, if, you, if you're saying dogs are better than Pokemon, you should be shot. Actually, they're well, probably trying to recoup the money they just lost by losing the Pokemon license. Yeah, I guess, well, I yeah, so. it's not that they're saying it's better, it's that, oh, we got the license pulled. Yeah, yeah they're kind and of... And then they wonder know. why. Exactly. In any case, Nintendo knows from their experience with the TCG that there are a huge group of older fans out there and that they are now probably in the majority. And certainly the 11 to 15 age group if not the 15 plus age group. I have a feeling that influenced their um, decision to take the license over too. Well, I think also yes. due to the fact that the, that the original Japanese version is also gaining popularity in this country, even though it may mm -hmm. not be legal. Mm. I think they've seen that happen. I think we'll start Can to we see... Can we be blamed for that? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I'm not mm. giving any hints anyway. Mm. Uh, don't know about. I would think that Nintendo's going to start releasing more sort of side stories to their standard game that are aimed at the older audience. I mean, XD was obviously an attempt at having a darker story. It didn't Definitely. exactly get there for the 15 pluses, but for the 11 to 15s, maybe it certainly did. Mm. And I think they're going to keep progressing like that. Well, yeah, I haven't played it yet, unfortunately, but. I, 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 I hear it it's what Coliseum should have been. Yeah. I like. I played yeah. both. Yeah. yeah. I did like Coliseum and XD both, and I do. I do think that um, XD is getting closer to what a lot of people seem to want. Um, maybe hmm. it's just. Well, we really want the Game Boy version where you walk around yes. and find stuff. Yes, exactly. That's, we that's like Game best. Boy. <laughs> Not so make Consoles. the console version a 3D world where we walk. Where we get and find stuff, go digging in bushes. They yeah. weren't going to make Possibly. that on GameCube simply because you couldn't trade easily. You would have had to have you mate. You didn't really have net capability. You f you might have been able to do it with your friend coming over with his uh, memory card, but otherwise it wouldn't have been easy. Okay. In any case, though, um, also to think about it, if they did have a, a game a, a Game Boy uh, counterpart to it, you could still trade. Yeah. Because mm. uh, because they do have a an adapter for it, they do have an adapter. Well, that's what they. Yeah, and didn't they have an adapter also? Yeah, but hardly anyone used it. They well, weren't going to sell. They would have. Well, it's only for LAN. I think it's only for sixteen LAN. No, no, no. There was land. there was a broadband one as well. Because remember, Fantasy mm. Star Online was released for the GameCube. That's well, well LAN LAN is considered broadband because it's uh, same connector. It's well, right. It's just Ethernet connector is all it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In any case. They w couldn't really release one for the GameCube. It wasn't entirely feasible to do what they wanted to do easily. It is feasible for the revolution. It's very feasible. 
especially if you will wirelessly, wirelessly interact with the DS. And let's just say that that DS Wi-Fi USB connector thingy will probably work with the Revolution. Uh, mm. That would be very sweet. Yeah. Yes. I'd love to see that. I don't think we're going to have a problem getting something like that on the next uh, Revolution, and honestly, that will sell consoles. Indeed. Oh yeah. Yep. Definitely. And games. Even though the I mean, if, hell, if they want to sell games, all they need to do is to put Nintendogs on the Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the uh, and they've they've or, or got PBN likes stylus like the stupid doggy the stupid, the stupid doggy, doggy game. Yeah. I don't like it. It's not my kind of game, but it, <laughs> a lot of people do, and it will sell consoles. I'll buy it when it's Nintendo Cats. I'll buy it when it's Namcobras. <laughs> I'll buy it when you can just have a whole zoo of different animals. Like... <laughs> or make a zoo tycoon type of game. Yeah! Oh, yeah! I want... I want a whole jungle of animals to myself. I can't settle for just dogs. <laughs> the, the fact that Nintendo could very easily do uh, PC-style games like that with the controller, because it's more like a gyroscopic yeah, but yet they mouse have than to anything, deal, but you have to deal yeah, that, with that's a bit off topic. Yeah, exactly. they just, it's they a bit have... off topic now, though. Yeah, they're supposed to be talking about Pokemon, <laughs> not Nintendo General stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like nice yeah, but it although to Pokemon, the two, the two kind of affect play. each other because the whatever direction Nintendo go, goes in, it will probably affect whatever direction Pokemon goes in. Exactly, I agree with that's that. true. <laughs> so. That actually says a lot of interesting things about what we could be seeing from Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, the ten dogs could inspire a Hey You Pikachu that didn't suck? <laughs> <laughs> now that would be interesting. It would be nice to have a Hey You Pikachu type of game on the DS since they had the microphone, you have the style. Oh, yeah. You could do a lot of things with it. I'm amazed and they maybe... haven't done it already, frankly. Maybe you could I think, get I think something that's a, besides I think that's a, a hint to the Nintendo Pikachu. Japan developers. <laughs> I'd love to be able to do that with any Pokemon besides Pikachu, since I am sick and tired of seeing that same. <laughs> well, yes, that's a point. We should have. Or it, maybe... they should do a Nintendogs no. version just with Pokemon. <laughs> Set up three different it's versions of the game with track. different Pokemon <laughs> available. So, in case I know, I know people are waiting in the wings. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> very nice having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you very Great much. Great talking for, uh, to you. It was nice talking to you guys on. too. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll talk again. One. and... Okay, cool. Hopefully we'll have some dub episodes for you to come in and join in sometime. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'd love to talk to dub with you when when I can get a, have a better chance of getting it from week to week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come back, WP. <laughs> we miss you in Rhode Island. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay. Right. Thanks for, no, call. Bye, Thank you for the call. <sighs> Thank you. All right. Bye. bye. Yeah, and once again, once again, we love our users. We do not shame them when they come on air. Yes. And we we cut all your stuff ups. <laughs> stuff ups. I like that. And that and that and that really and that really uh, entices others to call in because we can have conversations like this and you go on and uh, you can. Totally lose the thread of the topic, but who cares? It's fun, yeah. and yeah, it's you like yeah, listening random. to it, apparently. So everybody, who's everybody, like you? Everybody loves randomness for some reason. Mm. Because 
It's unexpected okay, as long as the and therefore funny. Pokemon, I think everybody will be happy. We will be right back with Bulbacast 4 after this message. Need Pokemon information? Remember, Pokemon Palace Network. PPN has game cheats, game information, episode information, movie information. Remember, don't get your daily dose of Pokemon anywhere else. That's PokemonPowers.net. And welcome back, everyone, to Bulbacast episode number four. We could start up the discussion on the orienteering episode a little early, I guess. Okay. Maybe. Was it just me, or did James have an unusual amount of character development in that one? Yeah, this isn't the James. No, movie. he like rocked in that one for some yeah. reason. What the for hell some... was up with that? He's like starting to become less. Team Rocket. Yeah. More. If Pokemon we start Tinder? getting hints that he's going to settle down, that's potentially with Brock two characters they've just given themselves outs with. Mm. I don't know if settle down is the right word, because that mm. implies settling down with someone else, and as we all know, <laughs> Jake is terrified of commitment. <laughs> mm, true. Yeah. Mm. He is very, very scared of commitment, and that's Jesse Bell's yeah, fault. Yeah. Um, I know someone asked this on the forum, so we should probably mention it, but the reason he gave the fruit away, to me, it seemed that um, basically he was doing it because he didn't want to blow his cover. Yeah, something like that. He, he only really wanted the medal to begin with, plus uh, Joy said she wanted to give it to Ash because he'd protected the Pokemon. Yeah. So... He's like, yeah, whatever, they can take yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he basically said, everyone can have it. Which both makes him look like a good guy, and it gives a subtle up you to Ash to make sure that he doesn't get all of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think James would think things through that much, but... Meh. In any case... Was there really anything interesting that happened in this episode besides the fact that we didn't have much Brock going crazy and there seemed to be some character development for James? Well, other than those two things, I thought it was pretty much a pretty dull filler. Well, I mean, not dull necessarily, fun. but... Yeah, it was a fun filler, but it was still filler. Yeah, it had no nothing to add to the series, but yeah. to the fact that... You know, they got to go play around for a while, and yeah. that in itself is... Yeah, it, is it was a fun cool. little filler. And it gives them an... It basically gave them the excuse to have Haruka go for her next contest. Now, before we get started on uh, the talk on AG159, I'd like to get a person that is dying, and literally I say this, dying, to be on this cast. And that would be Catter Cater. I'm not even sure how, to, how I could say his Cater. name. Cater, I think it is. I'm not even sure. Well, he'll tell us, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Okay, should I say my question? I yeah, think please. you should. Well, in the recent episode, what exactly is happening? 
with the map and everything. Are you talking about dub or the dub. Japanese? The Japanese. So we can answer that question a lot easier. Um, the map thing, it is basically kind of like a scavenger hunt. They've got to go around the island with this orienteering thing with just this map and compass and get all the stamps and then go back to the Pokemon Center first person to get all the stamps wins. It's actually a pretty common um, activity. Yeah, treasure. Yeah. Almost every I mean, if, does something like it. Yeah, I mean, people in like, I don't know, scouts or whatever you call them actually would probably be doing them. Stuff. Yeah, it just says you're out in the woods with a map, compass, and a, a yeah. list of, of uh, coordinates and you're on your own. It's like you said, a scavenger hunt type thing, but you mm. don't ha hunt any, anything. You just Go to try to be sections. the one with the most uh, correct points or stamp your map like they were doing in the in the uh, anime. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. Actually, I was surprised that there wasn't anything to do with the Pokemon Ranger in this episode because it seemed like this would've kind of episode would have been one. really... Yeah, it would have seemed like the episode would have been perfect for it. Like someone gets lost in the forest while on the orienteering thing and doesn't well, know how to use a compass, and the ranger goes to rescue them. One. Hmm. You know, um, they're in a probably a park of some sort of national park type setting or whatever. Could be well, a small park, island, but still, yeah. it could be no reason why a ranger Pokemon Ranger wouldn't be there, mm. and why they mm. couldn't run into one. Basically, it was like a scavenger hunt. They had to go around everywhere with that map, go to all these certain locations, stamp it, then go back to the Pokemon Center. Whoever got all the stamps first won. Did you have any more questions? Um. Well, it and uh. Battle Pike episode with Lucy when Pikachu yeah. went through the whirlwind. That isn't that kind of like impossible. I've already keyed on it early in the, <laughs> in the Bulbacast, and I've said that these are manufactured moves that wouldn't even exist. In okay. PASBL, we'd call it God modding. Basically, it's like where the hell did that rock come from? How, how did you manage to do this? Yada yada yada. And also due to the fact that the, it took them. 10 seconds to have Don Fan do that attack while they were just mm. contemplating it. Okay. I have to go. Okay, okay thanks a lot for All calling right. us. Thank you. Thanks for being on Bulbacast. Right. Bye. See you next See time. You later. Got it. And once again, that's always fun. So you really thought this episode was just run-of-the-mill filler? Who, me? Both of you. Um, I thought it was filler, but it was pretty good filler. Um. Not all filler is bad filler, after all. I mean, we got we definitely got some James character development, and Indeed. um, it is it is nice to see once in a while that the Team Rocket isn't always very bad, terrible, awful to the core, especially not mm. James. Yeah, well, he yeah. never Jesse maybe, anyway. but certainly not James. Oh, well, I think Jesse. Jesse's done the Pokemon nurse stuff before. So. Yeah, she's 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 a little more corrupt than James, but I think she's got a good heart to her in, in her somewhere that we don't well, see. Well, Team a lot Rocket either. in general does because if you you know they're not they could be a lot. They're more incompetent evil. evildoers. Yes, because their incompetence is bred from not really being evil. Every Team Rocket appearance in a movie, for example. 
Oh yeah. Don't they always end up being the good guys? Yeah, they do. They they actually do better that's when they act as the good guys, as James has proven. Yes. They well, do better the whenever they go up against anyone who isn't mm. Ash and Co. <laughs> yeah. Well, also I mean, when they, they haven't gone up against a gym leader or Ash and Co. or something like that. They, they kick well. ass. And they also do really... But I'm also saying they also do really well when they're on the good guy's side, when they're trying to help people rather than cheat and lie and steal and do bad things in general. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. If they ever if they ever went to the good guy's side, I would be there cheer, cheering for them, but I'm kind of on the side of the twerps in general. Is there anything more to actually say about 159, really, besides clearing up that map thing for anyone who didn't well, understand? In my opinion, this episode remind me of game of game shows. You know, um, they had this, the first the first hint would be Joy's uh, Price is Right style reveal on the food. The second one would have to be when Masato crossed the river with the with the uh, pole with the uh, the grass stick. It reminds me of a uh, an, an, uh, an a game from uh, Takashi's Castle. Who, which if anybody doesn't know, they use the footage to make MXC out of that. And uh, of course, he falls into the hole. There's a lot of redundancy here, especially stamping and posing, and also uh, the redundant usage of holes, because everybody seems to be falling into some hole. So, it, it's, it's the hole has been Team Rocket's running gag for how long now? Since episode two, no, episode three. And also, Ooh. having having Yartha. Uh, dressed up as a, a Neura. That was probably the <laughs> most uh, comedic thing in, it's probably in this episode, just because simply because of the fact that the, the feathers on him were absolutely ridiculous. I mm. can't believe they actually uh, fell uh, for it. That. Yeah, yeah, they, they fell for it basically. And uh, I like I like also when when uh, Yarth uh, also put on that uh, Kojiro wig and tried to do the try to do the motto. That was that was kind of that funny. was a. Uh, it was amusing when some, that they finally realized, wait a second, we don't have to stand here while they're saying the motto. Just we can just rescue everything now and yeah, beat them up. Yeah, like that. It's about time they've done that. Isn't that like the first time they've done that? That's mm. the first time they've done that. Yeah. Because every time they stand there and go, damn, we have to hear the motto again. Why do you guys keep doing mm. that? Blah, 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 blah. But uh, I think the, I think it's all because of the riders changed, changing the changing of the riders in 135. Because the quality mm -hmm. of episodes have certainly become better as time progressed. Especially this one, well, introducing it, a brand new funner. concept, a brand what? new concept such as they don't have to say the model in full anymore. We just take what just take back everything, mm. <laughs> sneak behind the backs while they're doing the poses and stuff. What about the possibility of Team Rocket uh, making a much smaller impact on the show, a smaller appearance? Well, they haven't really done anything for the last two episodes. I mean, they were gone before even halfway last week. And this, yeah, this week, episode, though, it doesn't matter. Are they? Oh no! This week, a lot of the focus was on them, but not in the in the original sense that we use. Yeah, not the, uh, we depict them as. Right. Mm. I mean, because I, because they weren't they weren't they weren't they doing it for good. good. They were, they were doing it for their own be their own well being, not necessarily against anyone. Except Jesse. Well, you know. Well, they had the whole fight there, and then we had the 
the teapot noise. And also, to key off of this, especially in the last episode as well, AG 158-159, redundant use of a Lovely Boy instrumental. And I have to say, why do they have to make a Lovely Boy instrumental? I mean, they should have... Why did they, they should, reuse all those old songs to begin with? Actually? They, You know what they should have done? They should have buried I Lovely like Boy... I they did that because it, it, it kind of... I don't know, it made the whole funness of the episode fun. But still, they should have buried Lovely Boy with Movie 7. They should have yeah, just but Lovely Boy, it. without the music, I mean, without the words, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with the music. Yeah, but it still, it still gets annoying at times. It makes me cringe. Yeah, but it wasn't long enough to really hurt anything. Well, yeah, that's right. And they followed it up with a, with another decent song. So. PSM and the Pokemon Symphonic Melody. They've, they've been using that to the ground as of late. Well, maybe they got some issues with the music. Who knows? Well, they could always reuse uh, Movie 4 and Movie 5 soundtrack uh, background music again like they've always been doing. Yeah, they could. But because if you notice... Maybe they the wanted the sound to be more fun-ish. Like you know, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't depict PSM as fun though. They could have, they could have, they could have picked easily picked another song like "Ready Go" or "Advanced Adventure." Yeah, they could have. I mean, but seriously, it would have. It would have, it would have fit nicely. And as a matter of fact, 158, the battle music they should have used was "Ready Go." They should have used "Ready Go" because that that totally that totally would have keyed off of what was happening, not just killing the entire battle with PSM. Because that that was just a waste of music, in my opinion. I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it, even though I'm Man. not a Lovely Boy fan, and a PSM fan either. So they should, like I said, they should have never, they should have never revived Lovely Boy of any sort, because that song. Why well, they be like the worst. it there in Japan? Just because we don't like it, they're gonna listen to us. Kind of reminds me of the, 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 the uh, Pokemon the, Sunday, the, the Pokemon <laughs> Sunday ending. Uh, yeah, with the uh, with the son, the the, the Sonansu and Kimori in the in the the costumes, and then you have the the guy in the underwear. The dancer. The oh guy, God. the guy in the underwear who dances. Oh, that is so. The music is nice. I have to admit, another another good yeah, song in the, the album the, is uh, "Night of Fire." I like the, that. I like that the song. Singers I like are the nice music. Too, but the singers are nice, can't. but that but that video was. Uh, first of all, it was pink. I mean, it had the pink background going. Second of all, you had the guy dancing. And he had a nice big old shaking belly too. Boy, yeah, look, he looked like he needs to lose about scary. fifty pounds. And that uh, that uh, Sonansu and Kimori in the uh, in the outfits there. Uh, that was that was just great. The ranger date. Oh, oh yes. yes, the ranger date. Okay, uh, alright everyone, uh, we've got a little special treat for you today, but before that we just want to get on uh, about this uh, brand new news that's come out uh, regarding Ranger, uh, the release date. Now, uh, can anyone actually remember what that is? Because I don't. March 23, 2000. March 23. Okay, so, uh, that's just of course the Japanese so date. my birthday. But however, though, however, though that was that was that information was released by the Japanese business businesses and not community. And, yeah, not the uh, and not and not it's. the company at the company themselves and not, not Nintendo and not Game Freaks. They did not. It. So that that's right. basically that's an expected release like date. Yeah. Amazon saying that they're going to ship it on X date, and they usually ship it what two days before. Mm. Yeah. That's It'll probably come out then. 
uh, unless there's some sort of weird delay like the but plant even, blows up. It's even double checking to make sure it's actually a, a real release date. What is the 23rd? Hmm. It's a Thursday, that's a real release date. In any fun. case, uh, shall we move on to our little treat for the listeners here? Yes, we shall. Okay. Um, now, we haven't really done much of a dub-focus segment in Bulbacast so far, and we don't exactly have the people to do that yet, but we do have a little uh, treat for you from the dub. It's a little old. It's from uh, episode 130 back in Jalto. And uh, The episode title is... Uh, the Whistle Stop. The Whistle Stop, yes. Yep. And... Well, I don't get basically, anyway. some of, yeah, some obsessive fans, uh, namely PP and Steve here, have managed to find uh, a little Easter egg hidden in the audio, uh, presumably by some disgruntled people working on the show, including one of the <laughs> voice actors. So, I mean, maybe this was a response to all the fans at the time saying this sort of thing maybe it was just their own feelings but in any case it's <laughs> rather amusing that this is actually in the show and it was well listen to it f- well yeah so listen to it for yourselves mm-hmm. you should give them context okay, uh, first yeah f- first ppn uh can you do the audio Echo? directly from the we're um about 17 and a half minutes into the video into the uh, show the whistle stop I'm going to play the actual audio from the uh, DVD, um, and it'll bring you, lead you into what we're talking about, and I'll stop it just about a few seconds after the event. So, uh, if you all perk your ears up here, I'll have my volume cranked up all the way. All right, here we go. Ladybug! <laughs> gotcha. No. Hand over that Pikachu. I would never give Pikachu to you. Well, then we'll just have to take it from you. Look at that, go! Victory Bell 2! Do whatever you have to do to get that Pikachu. And now we have a version where it's actually reversed, and then you get to see what they act- what James actually did say. And here it is. Do whatever you have to do to get that Pikachu. Leo Burnett and four kids of the devil. Leo Burnett. That line always seems to get me. I mean, how can, how could it get by the execs? Because it was reversed. Exactly. It was mumble jumble because he was inside the Pokemon. And it made sense. Uh. If we put up a clip, then some people gonna are going to say, You tampered with that audio! Yeah, right. It, yeah. I think we Five should uh, wrap this up soon. Well, I've got to go too, so this is perfect timing. And we'd like to thank everyone for listening to Bulbacast Episode 4. This has been a very exciting episode. I cannot <laughs> wait until 
the blooper reel comes out of this one because there's been various <laughs> oh moments that yes. people would love to hear but the blooper reel would be larger than the past three episodes exactly mm, yes oh, yes and I would like to take this opportunity to thank Archaic PPN Steve Pi our Woo. calling guests uh Catter and Pokemon Trainer Lisa and Iantisa's Killer and we will say see you next week goodbye Matarashi Nemina Janet. <laughs>